The hour cometh and now is when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95 on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, it is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways. Unto whom I swear in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 51 on page 403. Have mercy upon me, O God, after thy great goodness. According to the multitude of thy mercies, do away mine offenses. Wash me thoroughly from my wickedness, and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my faults, and my sin is ever before me. Against thee only have I sinned, and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be justified in thy saying, and clear when thou shalt judge. Behold, I was shapen in wickedness, and in sin hath my mother conceived me. But, lo, thou requirest truth in the inward parts, and shalt make me to understand wisdom secretly. Thou shalt purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Thou shalt wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Thou shalt make me hear of joy and gladness, that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Turn thy face from my sins, and put out all my misdeeds. Make me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. O give me the comfort of thy help again, and establish me with thy free spirit. Then shall I teach thy ways unto the wicked, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God, thou that art the God of my help, and my tongue shall sing of thy righteousness. Thou shalt open my lips, O Lord, and my mouth shall show thy praise. For thou desirest no sacrifice, else would I give it thee, but thou delightest not in burnt offerings. The sacrifice of God is a troubled spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God, thou shalt not despise. 
O be favorable and gracious unto Zion. Build thou the walls of Jerusalem. Then shalt thou be pleased with a sacrifice of righteousness, with the burnt offerings and oblations. Then shall they offer young bullocks upon thine altar. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the sixteenth verse of the fifteenth chapter of the book of Proverbs. Better is a little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure with trouble. Better is a dinner of herbs where love is than a fatted calf with hatred. A wrathful man stirs up strife, but he who is slow to anger allays at contention. The way of the lazy man is like a hedge of thorns, but the way of the upright is a highway. A wise son makes a father glad, but a foolish man despises his mother. Folly is a joy to him who is destitute of discernment, but a man of understanding walks uprightly. Without counsel plans go awry, but in the multitude of counselors they are established. A man has joy by the answer of his mouth, and a word spoken in due season, how good it is. He who is greedy for gain troubles his own house, but he who hates bribes will live. The heart of the righteous studies how to answer, but the mouth of the wicked pours forth evil. The Lord is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayer of the righteous. Here endeth the first lesson. Benedictus S. on page 11. Blessed art thou, Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the seventeenth verse of the third chapter of the Epistle to the Philippians. Brethren, join in following my example, and note those who so walk, as you have us for a pattern. For many walk, of whom I have told you often, and now tell you even weeping, that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is in their shame, who set their mind on earthly things. For our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body, that it may be conformed to his glorious body, according to the working by which he is able even to subdue all things to himself. Therefore, my beloved and longed-for brethren, my joy and crown, so stand fast in the Lord, beloved. I implore Euodia, and I implore Syntyche, to be of the same mind in the Lord. And I urge you also, true companion, help these women who labored with me in the gospel, 
with Clement also, and the rest of my good fellow workers, whose names are in the Book of Life. Here ended the second lesson. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. <clears throat> I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us and grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us, and take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty and everlasting God, mercifully look upon our infirmities, and in all our dangers and necessities, stretch forth thy right hand to help and defend us, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom. Defend us, thy humble servants, of all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversary. Through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, 
and grant that this day we fall to no sin, neither unto any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning, everyone. Just some quick thoughts about this morning's lessons. Um, I'll focus mainly on our New Testament lesson, this passage from Philippians. And because there's lots to unpack here, you know, Paul starts by talking about following him, using himself as an example. And it's interesting to us, you know, whenever we see in the modern era, uh, somebody giving an uh, an admonition to follow Christ. They, we don't often use ourselves as examples. We don't set ourselves up as the, the, the model for things. And it's telling that Paul is calling on the church at Philippi to follow his example. I think it's instructive for us to, when we, in our lives, we are always preaching the gospel. As Christians, how we live our lives is a manifestation of the gospel, how Jesus, the good news of Jesus, how that is manifested in our lives. And so in everything that we are doing, we are preaching the gospel. So we have to, it's important for us to, to not only for ourselves to ensure that we are following Christ in all things, but also what we are telling other people about Christ through our lives. So in, in all ways, in all the time, we are broadcasting to the world what it means to have Christ in us and us in Christ. And so it's a, you know, an important warning. And Paul here is talking about these false teachers here in the beginning. And he makes an important, another important point that there will be lots of false gospels. And one of the telltale marks of a false gospel is that it does not include the cross of Christ. It does not include his crucifixion. And what he means by this is not that people don't talk about his death and resurrection. It's that we are all baptized not only into his life, but into his death as well. And that means that the Christian life, just like all life itself, in this corrupted world will involve you know, trials and tribulations, it will involve suffering. And often the false gospels, these false teachings, will not include suffering. We'll only talk about the good things that can come through having Jesus in your pocket, if you will. These false gospels that want to use God instead of the truth that the joy that exists in being used by God himself and enduring suffering and realizing that suffering is a bad thing, but it can be endured and can be united with Christ's sufferings and we can come out of it closer to God because the truth of the matter is that often we will find God most active in our lives, in our suffering. And any gospel or any purported teaching of Christ that does not include that is 
a sure sign that someone does not understand Jesus himself. And so the, all of this is, is connected here in this, this next section of, the, of Paul's letter. And, but to, to bring it all together, we have to understand what the situation at Philippi was. You know, Philippi had only been founded about 100 years before. It, it was in Greece, but it was a Roman colony. Um, after the, the, the civil war that followed uh, uh, Julius Caesar's uh, uh, assassination, there was a battle there, and the, the, the conclusion of the civil war was such that there was a big battle in that area, and then you had a bunch of troops who had been fighting this war who now had nothing to do. And Octavian, who later becomes you know, uh, Emperor Augustus and, and Mark Antony, didn't want to bring these guys back to Rome. They didn't want a bunch of these, these soldiers who had only known fighting to come back into Rome. So they gave them this area as a colony. And so it's a Roman colony in a Greek area. And so what does that mean to be a colony? It means to bring something of where you come from into this new area. It meant for them to bring Rome and all they, their perception of what the good was about Rome into this wilderness area, into this area of the Greeks. And so this is the context that Paul is writing to. These, this is a Roman colony in a Greek-speaking area. And they're bringing the civilization of Rome to this area. And so he's saying in a similar way, not exactly the same, but in a metaphorical way, that is what we are meant to be as Christians, as colonists in this broken world of heaven. It does not mean that we are citizens of heaven who have not yet gone there. We are citizens of heaven who have tasted heaven and are bringing it back into this world and transforming this world by our lives and what we do. And so we are to the world a foretaste of heaven and to ourselves a foretaste and a, a marker of heaven. We manifest the new resurrection now in our present lives. And that is what we are called to be, called to be that to the world and to each other. And so this is what he ends on talking about these two women who are, he will talk about this further, who are having conflict within the body of Christ. And so that'll be a, an important thing to look out for is how we manage this, our connection to each other in Christ. But at the same time, we still have conflicts with one another. We still, we're still human and still fallible. We have not attained that perfection in Christ that is our potential. And how do we work on that? And so he'll talk about that further. So just some thoughts about today's lessons. Continue with a prayer for all conditions of man on the bottom of page 18. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, 
that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are any ways afflicted or distressed, in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this morning. Hope you have a great Friday and great start to your weekend. Thank you, Father John. Have a wonderful day, everybody. That was a wonderful message, Father. Thank you. Really. Yeah, good message, uh, Father John. Thank you.